No one's listening to it. Oh, just, yeah, okay. Nobody's listening to it. Yeah, just it's fine. Like, it's fine. Just, it's fine. No one's listening to it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No one cares. Hitting those high notes. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sushi with Siwa. Hey! Okay. <laughs> In the studio with me today is a very special guest. It's probably the only guest that I've had who's known me the longest, basically since I was two years old. Today we have Shruti Monokurthi, or AKA Tootie Fruity Shruti in the house. Hey. Okay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, she flew in all the way from New York to come and see my beautiful face. <laughs> I got to see her beautiful face too. But yeah, she came and hung out with me. She saw all sides of Arizona. So I, I consider her now a Phoenix pseudo resident. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one. She's seen it all. So I, I think sh- she deserves to be interviewed on this or at least spoken to. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, you used the big word. But yeah, Shruti, um, as I said, I've known her for, we actually knew each other through family friends, but we were in the same dance class together. And I think we learned music together for a little while, too. I think so. With Vali Mom. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But I dropped out. ASAP because I realized clearly that I'm not talented in that. <laughs> she was, but she was also good at dancing, so she was like this triple threat <laughs> that um, I wasn't. Uh, but I, I mean, I was older than her, so I got to boss around her a bit, you know. That's true. So that was a lot of fun bossing her and her sister, and we created this community of like entrepreneurs. <laughs> We were very enterprising as yeah. kids. Yeah. Like, we used to do the, we had like our magazine. We released an edition of our own magazine. Kidzine magazine. Yeah. So. And then we also tried to do a newspaper, I think. And mm-hmm. then a movie. Yes. Right. We like. I remember Spy Kids we, rip off. You're like, right. And I auditioned people because I had like characters in mind. Yeah. I remember we like emailed a bunch of our friends and we're like, we're doing this movie and like you should be part of it. And we also created our first email together. That's true. What that was your what was your first email? Seems one nine nine three Yahoo.com. Oh nice. I wanted mine to be like puppy lover or something, but like my dad was like, No, that's unprofessional. And I remember like, you're not allowed to do that. I, I think we weren't even allowed to create our email ID, so I faked my age and your dad was like, How did you create it? Well, I was like, How smart. I create I think I faked my age and he's like, Oh <laughs> No, yeah. We were very creative children. Um, Shruti was like basically the only friend I trusted because she listened to me, listened to all my orders. <laughs> no, but like she like followed through all my crazy ideas, and that's a real one right there. <laughs> when you find someone who li- listens to your crazy ideas, you know that you she's a keeper. He or she's a keeper. So and helps you come up with other crazy yeah, ideas yes, too. <laughs> right. Um, remember that uh, the neighborhood carnival. Carnival. That, that was the last thing I did, and I remember I was like, I tell you, this is the last thing I'm gonna do before I move to India. So they give me more money. Like I don't know. <laughs> they true. were very sympathetic about it. And we had like a we set up like a little petting zoo and then we had like what did we 
a lot of pet. Uh, it was my neighbor's dogs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember bringing goats. No, no, it was like just dogs. <laughs> and then I remember we like we actually like sat down and like colored pieces mm-hmm. of paper and mm-hmm. like sold them as like origami paper. Yeah. Do you remember that? I like st- I can still remember I some of the I know. patterns. I know. Not a lot of people can remember that kind of stuff, but somehow I I do. Um, I've spoken on this show before, like how much a lot of the things affected me as a child like I felt like I was peer pressured in a lot of ways and I was so happy to move back but the one thing that I genuinely missed was Shruti and I remember moving and we were like well it's okay we'll keep in touch through email and stuff like that we used to send each other emails so we used to do that and then after that it was like a period of no communication and then all this social media stuff started popping up um no i came to visit you in bangalore once yeah that was like one year later but then after that like for three four years till facebook came that was in 2000 like eight i joined in 2009 and i remember i was your friend and i think oh, that was yeah. and i remember you living this high school life and all that was this after t- i begged my parents to let me get to facebook, facebook. oh my I god know. that was such a drama I, you I, know what I, finally got them what i was like um I was like, I need it for I need it for school. Like everybody's talking about the homework and like how to study for tests on Facebook, and I'm being left out. And this is why I'm not doing well in school. And they're like, Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just did it because of peer pressure, but it was a good way to communicate with people. But it's ironic that you don't you barely use social media now. Yeah, it's like something true. that you're obsessed with is like no longer relevant in your life i don't know if i was ever obsessed with it i just always like i had like serious fomo in high school i was Mm. like people are like doing fun things they're like talking about fun things and like you know they'd like talk about something somebody posted on facebook um the night before or something and like i had no idea what was going on i was Mm. like and so yeah i think i like cried to my parents like i don't have any friends because i'm not on facebook i don't know i don't know what to talk to people about and then yeah i was feeling fomo because I used to see your social media and think about, like, oh, this is all the stuff I'm missing out in high school. I'm missing out on prom and, <laughs> like, whatever your speech and debate or your robotics competitions that you go to. And be like, oh, yeah. you know, this, <clears throat> it seems like they're having the best time of their lives doing going to graduation. And then she went off to a really good university and stuff like that. And I felt so FOMO missing out on that part of life. But, um did, but you feel like then when I came back, I, I spoke to you. You were like, no, it wasn't that great. High school was not good. No, because I don't know. Like, I mean, you're, you know, you're Indian. You like grew up in that. Uh, That's exactly that what mentality. I ran away from. Did you, though? I, I feel wa- like it's even tougher in India. No, I think I liked it better. Like, I, I feel like we're all put on a same level. Hmm. So there was never like this. It was weird enough that I needed that push that. A lot of the American public school systems don't do. Mm. It doesn't work that way for a lot of people, but it worked pretty well for me. Mm. It worked in my favor. I don't know. I just, like, hear all these horror stories about people in India that, like, you know, go to school all day and then they come home and go to, like, um, like extra um, classes for their for their classes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the tuitions. Yeah, SAT. I guess, yeah, you have to take the SAT if you want to, like, if they want to come to U.S., yeah. but yeah, otherwise we have our own. Just in. like studying all the time. I know, have, like I know. no time for yeah. other activities. Yeah, but I did do other activities. It worked out. That's good. <laughs> now here I am. <laughs> but I think what happened that we connected again, It's and this is the amazing thing about our friendship and or any friendship is that even though we were apart physically for 10 years, we hadn't seen each other. I think something that really connected us back was um, 
I think I was doing something related to, like, I was doing, we ended up both doing computer science. Big surprise. (laughs) Well, actually, no, I did electrical and computer engineering. Yeah, but we both became engineers. (laughs) But she ended up going to Carnegie Mellon. Yay. I was like, oh, great. She's like the star child. And here I am still stuck in India. And I used to fantasize about how one day I'm going to come back. One day, one day. Um, (laughs) And you did. And I did. But during that period, we reconnected. Um, because I was interning in a social enterprise and I remember Shruti was really interested in giving back and like doing something that was about like social entrepreneurship, um, sustainability in within the engineering realm of things. Um, so I think that's when we like really connected because she was super fascinated by what I was doing and I, I got to share with her. And yeah, obviously when I came back, we met up and it seemed like we were not even 10 years apart. It, it's like the closest we've ever been. And I think that's just so beautiful. I don't get all <laughs> emotional. But um, yeah, that's why that's why like I really value and treasure what we have. I think it's it's really it's cool. Like people I think we were talking about this because this past weekend she met with some of her old friends. Mm-hmm. And despite, you know, how they were, how they've changed and they've grown up together so even though in the past your differences kind of were like were you guys weren't really getting along maybe or you you felt like you weren't compatible but now you feel like you just have grown closer because they've seen you through all of that yeah or I think there was a point in my life where I like growing up in Folsom I just like felt a lot of pressure um I don't know like academically and just like from the community and like the Indian community can be very like critical and like up in your business all the time yeah um and I just felt like I didn't have like room to be myself and so that's why I like ran away to Pennsylvania for college and then afterwards I ran away to New York and I haven't been back to California because like for me moving out of California was like my way of like growing up and like being Mm -hmm. independent and like kind of figuring out who I am um and you know what I like and what I don't like um yeah and I think for a long time, I was like, oh, I got to do new things. I need to, like, meet new people. I have to experience new things. Um, and I, like, kept chasing that. And I think now I'm, like, getting to a point where that's getting kind of tiring. And I'm realizing that uh, it's, it's like, more – it's valuable to have, like, a, a good um, – like, a small group of good friends, right? Like, I always mm-hmm. wanted to be this, like – you know, world travel, like world, yeah, world traveler that had friends in like the different hippie. countries and like, no, I just wanted to be like, you know, I felt like Folsom was too small for me in some ways or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wanted to be this like big city person that like lived internationally and like traveled everywhere mm-hmm. and like knew people, ev- you know, different kinds of people and stuff. But um, yeah, I guess what I'm realizing now is, um, uh, yeah, it's good to have people in your life that knew you uh, as you grew up Um, because you know even if people change as they grow up Mm -hmm. and I've definitely changed I think a lot since when I was little but um, there are certain things that only people that grew up with you like know about you and like they they have more context I guess and yeah it's like nice to like have that context with somebody where you don't have to like explain yourself all the time yeah and even if you do you can pretend to be whoever you (laughs) I and I say when you said this to me, 
It was interesting because in my acting class, they said that when you're in, out in the world where no one knows you, mm-hmm. you can be whoever you want. So try being someone else just mm-hmm. to be it, mm-hmm. to try it out as an actor. But that has nothing to do with what you're saying. But I just, that was the thing that yeah. came to my mind. No, but that's why, I think that's why I, I like, you know, ran away to Pennsylvania and ran away, you know, for college and then ran away to New York. Because I was like, I felt like, um, I, I felt I didn't really like who I was. I felt mm-hmm. like I wasn't re- like really being myself and I felt like I didn't have the space to be myself. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I went to college, I didn't know a single person um, at the at the university. And I just like, you know, it was like an opportunity for to, for me to like reinvent myself in a way. And then like same thing with New York. I like knew some people, but like I didn't have a lot of close friends there. Um, and so I could, yeah, just like reinvent myself and like mm-hmm. be whoever I wanted to be, you know, yeah. I could wear whatever I want. I could say whatever I want. No one would, no one would like look at that and be like, oh, Shruti, you've changed so much. Like you, you know, you used to be so quiet. Like what happened? Um, but I don't know. I think I've had enough of that now <laughs> where it's nice to just like be with people that, you know, know say, me Allah. and have known me. <laughs> <laughs> just say Allah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like people I can just like say random Telugu <laughs> things to and they would like totally understand. Oh, uh, yeah. That's so cute. Um, but I get that because when I came here, it, it was for me, I could finally be truly who I was. I felt like I was too sheltered. Um, and she says Folsom, um, that was where we grew up. It's like the small town near Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all our childhood friends are from there. But it's so funny that all my adult friends, like when I say adult friends, it's like all my college friends. Because I came back here um, to USC and a lot of my my engineering friends, they ended up moving there. So it's it's just the most bizarre thing to now go back there and <laughs> see your best, your closest friends that you made after you were an adult, like, live mm-hmm. it. It's, it's like worlds colliding. It, it's just so interesting. But, yeah, um, you were right. Like, and, but they love Folsom. Like, mm-hmm. in your, your eyes, you Folsom, think that. Folsom, Folsom. <laughs> yeah, you think it's, like, the place that sheltered you. But for them, it's, like, it, it's not like that at all. They love it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, like, a, it's, like a, it's about perspective. But. Yeah. Having said that, so you're in New York. Mm-hmm. How is how did that shape you? Like, did, and you can even talk about maybe college shaping you. But do you feel like that um, help you? You know, get into your own of things. Kind of. Um, yeah, I think having a fresh start in college was really uh, nice because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I. But honestly, I don't think I've changed that much, um, even though I keep saying like, oh, yeah, like, you know, being in a new place enabled me to be a totally different person. I think you were just more bold. I you think, were always. I think I just had a chance to, like, come out of my shell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think college um, college definitely, like, tested me. So, like, it was it was difficult. Like, I had a hard time in college. Um, I didn't know that either till recently. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like, the program was tough. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was, like, on my own for the first time. I, like, didn't really, um, I think I, like, struggled with things, and I didn't really know how to, um, I didn't have a good way of, like, dealing or, like, coping with, like, what I was going through. And, like, yeah, it was definitely difficult. But I think I learned a lot from that. Um, and then, I don't know, I, I guess, like, after going through, that experience and like everything else is easy like mm. you know working the working world is easy compared to college yeah yeah well that's good yeah but uh but yeah after that i like i guess i felt like i still wasn't done with the east coast so mm-hmm. i moved to new york um and i think being in new york has um 
there yeah it's a great place I think to just like be yourself and like figure out what that's like because there are so many people there there are lots of you know weirdos there like people you can like do whatever you want and nobody cares um so it's like a it's a nice place to just be okay with like like being yourself I feel like I've, I've said that a million times no no <laughs> no it's th- that's important it is I think growing up Daisy you don't really have that freedom that seems like the basic necessity for someone else from another background Mm -hmm. but I feel like um, maybe it's not the case for everyone but I definitely feel like I was shaped like the only time I thought I was a rebel is when I used to watch all these tv shows on you know and learn about pop culture be obsessed with Britney Britney Spears Spears (laughs) that I like I kind of corrupted Shruti with yeah you were like my uh (laughs) You were like my like spirit guide in like the in like in the Western culture world. I still am. <laughs> Let's face it. That's true. I don't know anything about pop culture. You're always still does it. I'm like, like oh yeah, yeah. You like introduced me to like Britney Spears and like eighteen. It was eighteen or eighteen. Yeah, yeah. And now we're getting into all kinds of other weird music tastes <laughs> that we have found to like together, <laughs> even though it's super different. But um, yeah. So another common thread. So she did engineering. I did engineering, but I decided to go work for corporate America. But she decided to break the path. And she's like, well, she worked for a startup. And now she's she she was the one true person who really is passionate about sustainability and loves to work in that space. And I kind of broke away from it. I don't know why. I'm s- I, I think I was afraid of what happened in the past that I think I'm too scared to get back into it. With, like, social entrepreneurship? Yeah, social entrepreneurship. Well, what happened in the past? Well, I in the past, like, I realized that um, it, it, you know, the, the monetary monetization uh-huh. is very difficult. Very few companies can do it, and they have to do it the right way. Mm. Uh, so there's only a handful of companies that have gone that way. I think you're seeing a lot more like yeah, it's socially a lot. conscious yeah. social entrepreneurship companies. Yeah and, yeah, and now it doesn't have to be a company that is just, oh, we're just strictly social entrepreneurship. It could be a big company, but they're just doing, they just have right more of moral values, I guess. Yeah, like, you know, they're you know practicing, they Good. have like ethical practices. Ethical and, practices, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is a bad example. I might cut this out later. But there's like <laughs> ColourPop. Um, I know that they're a makeup brand, but they're cruelty-free. They're vegan. And, um, you know, they're based in L.A. So all their working system is, I mean, is mm-hmm. in-house. So, you know, no, like, labor from outside or child labor, things like that. You know, so- something as simple as that mm-hmm. can can be i guess i would like w- like to work for a company something even along those lines also i'm obsessed with them but they don't have any so because they use shopify so they don't really need engineers oh okay, okay. Sho- gotcha stupid shopify. but whatever <laughs> i like to still work for them but anyway like tell us about what you're doing in that space because you've done a lot this year uh, really badass stuff oh thank you <laughs> 
Um, well, so I currently work for a nonprofit that um, aggregates air quality data from around the world um, and, and basically standardizes it um, and makes it available for free for anybody to use like through an API and you can like download data sets and stuff. It's called OpenEQ. You should check it out. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's been, I started recently. It's been pretty awesome. Um, it's like I'm, I, I think it's like a really great example of like how you can use tech for good um, because the problem is, you know, air pollution is a problem everywhere, um, especially in like uh, big cities in developing countries. And um, just getting access to that, the air quality data is kind of difficult. Like, you know, governments are, are tracking air quality. Well, some governments are tracking air quality um, and they'll sometimes put it up on their website, but like it's, you know, every um, entity has it in different formats or like, you know, they'll put, put up real-time data, but then, um, you know, every time they put up real-time data, that old data gets uh, overwritten. And so it's kind of like, it's difficult for people to access. Um, and so what OpenAQ does is it basically kind of creates a data infrastructure where people are able to, um, you know, OpenAQ does the hard work of like taking that, uh, the data and like adapting it in like a standard format. So you know, if you're a researcher that's looking mm -hmm. at um, air quality in different on different continents or something, you don't have to worry about like you know scraping data from like one website and then like writing another scraper for like another website and like doing all of that. You can just pull all of that data from one place. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's a lot. It's a big deal. <laughs> no. That's that's super cool and then you also worked for blue ridge labs and you were doing something related to um shelters or something right yeah so i yeah i was a fellow at blue ridge labs this summer um and that program it's like a four-month fellowship where you um it, it brings together people from different backgrounds yeah um and you spend the summer um trying to find a tech-enabled solution for a challenge that low-income new yorkers are facing mm -hmm. um so you spend um, the first two months, um, and you and the great thing about it is like you come and there's like a different theme every year. And um, this year it was ac uh, expanding access to quality, affordable housing. Um, in the past, it's been like access to legal services or like um, working parents. So different different themes or different challenges that um, that people in New York face. And um, the great thing about it, in my opinion, is like you go into the fellowship without having any ideas mm -hmm. um, because and you spend the first two months just doing research. So you talk to experts, you talk to organizations that are in that field, you talk to community members and people who are actually experiencing, um, you know, the people that you're actually trying to help. Right. Yeah. Because um, I feel like a lot of, you know, this, the tech for good space, um, you know, I think. A lot of times it you have people have the right intentions but um, don't go about don't don't um, do it in the best way um, you you're, you kind of end up having this like tech savior complex um, yeah. where you're like oh I'm the person with the technical skills um, I'm going to use my skills for good and yeah. I'm gonna come into this community and I'm gonna build this app for you and it's gonna solve all your problems you can thank me later yeah um, but that's not the right way to do it because you end up you end up you, you end up building something that nobody's going to use because yeah. like you didn't you didn't actually talk to the people that you're trying to help mm. um, so the great thing about the fellowship is 
uh, the approach is very much like building with the community. Yeah, um, I think you need to understand the full perspective of it. And it's you not just like you need to understand because I don't think you'll ever fully be able to yeah, understand because yeah, yeah. you haven't like experienced it yourself, right? You need to like build it with them. Like, um, you know, say like, oh, you know, like this is a problem that you're having. And um, this is a way that technology can help, um, but also recognizing that there are lots of things that technology isn't good for and you you know people are actually better for that like technology mm. is good at like um automating things like making you know routine things um like faster and like scaling them mm -hmm. um you, you know technology is not good at like um or you know sometimes it's good at taking complex um, concepts or complex systems and simplifying them. Um, but there are a lot of things that like tech, tech isn't good for. Um, so that was, that was a great thing that I learned during the fellowship. But yeah, you spend like the first two months doing research, like really understanding the problem and like coming up with ideas with, uh, with the community. And then you spend the next two months, um, uh, you pick an idea and then you kind of um, build it out and test it with mm -hmm. the, um, with with real users and get feedback from them and like you know iterate on that idea mm -hmm. to see like you know does that idea have any traction like are people actually going to use it like yeah what and what feedback do they to have to see potentially if it's like you know in the future can it be expanded or what what's the i guess the development ba after that yeah 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 i think a lot of it is to like really prove that um this idea has merit and then um, figure out um, what are the next steps. Like, you know, do you want to turn this into a nonprofit? Like, do you, you know, do you think this could be like a, a social venture? Um, yeah. There are lots of different ways that it's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I ended up working on an idea to um, help people who are um, experiencing housing instability manage their critical documents. Because um, if you want to access government services or like apply for housing or like apply for a job, like there's so many like important documents that you need to carry around with you all the time. Like, you know, your social security card, birth certificate, um, driver's license, benefits card, like all these things that you, that people ask you over and over again. Um, and if you, you know, don't even have a safe place to sleep at night, then um, it's kind of a lot to ask for somebody to ha like keep stacks mm -hmm. of these this paper like safe all the time and we heard over and over again that people lose them so we were like what if there was a way to an easy way for people to like digitize those documents so that they can um use those documents in some cases and then um uh in and, and, and then also in some cases it's easier to replace the originals if you have those like digital copies mm -hmm. so that's what i ended up working on that's cool yeah what like you know, she's obviously worked a lot this Yeah, sorry, I feel like I just went on this no. huge rant. <laughs> no, no, I didn't realize that. But um, she did, like, this really badass thing this year where she just decided to quit her job. Oh, that was last year. Oh, last year. Man, time flies. I know. But she decided to quit her job and just, like, go for this, which is something that, I like, I was like, wow. Yeah, my parents were also like, wow, what are you doing? <laughs> no, but they allowed you. Like, I mean, I don't I mean what do you like mean? You. What does that even mean <laughs> to allow you? No, the, my parents always say that. They're like, oh, you know, you should be happy that we're allowing, allowing you to I do this. Know. And I'm like, what, are, what? Like, I'm on the other side of the country. How are you going to stop me? <laughs> yeah, if you, you were there, like, because uh, I remember there was this point where I wanted to work for a year instead of coming and doing my master's. Mm -hmm. My parents didn't allow me to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by yeah. allow. But I guess it's easier when you're apart from them. 
<laughs> to, to I like, guess. But also, they need to recognize at some point yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you're, like, grown up and you are – they've done the best that they can to, like, you know, raise you. And, like, yeah, you are your own person now and, like, you know best what um, is going to make you happy. And, like – and it's not like we're doing – like, we're being super irresponsible and, like – Yeah, I, could, I tell my friend, I could have been much worse. <laughs> How did they take that? And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it's, I've, like, yeah, I feel like I've gotten to a level where I, like, they can't say anything, right? Like, I did everything they asked me to, like, while growing up. That's exactly what I tell them. Yeah, I'm like, you want me to learn music? I learned music and did, like, a recital. You wanted me to learn dance? I did that. Did an R&A trim. Like, you, you know, you, you, you know, you, you say you didn't do this. She's, like, like, pointing out her fingers <laughs> one by one, listing them out. <laughs> Like, you know, I studied engineering. I, like, got a job. Like, I have money and savings. Like, you know, you, 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 don't, have to, you don't have to worry about me. Like, I'm not I'm, – these are all, like, calculated risks, and these are all things that yeah. you, like, you know, I'm, I'm – I know I'm, I've gotten to a level where I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is honestly the best time to just follow your dreams and do what you need to do. And if, if that – as you say, I like that word, calculated risk. Mm. If that is something that you – know what you're getting yourself into and you have a plan as to like i'm doing this because of this then that makes sense you know i'm sure i've done something really bold that you look at me and be like i would have never you would say like i I would never do something like that yeah i mean your whole like modeling (laughs) acting like (laughs) podcast thing this is amazing yeah like you were like i want to you know I want to have my own podcast. And you just went and did it. Like, I feel like a lot of people just say these things, but then never actually do it. And, like, it's really inspiring to see that, you know, you, like, yeah, you put your money where your mouth is and you, like, do the things that you say you're oh. going to do. Yeah, likewise. So that's the <laughs> common thing, even though we <laughs> seem a little different. But, you know, that's one thing we had in common is that we took these risks and we really appreciate each other for it. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, I I definitely also, like, uh, there's a, a lot of common things that we have that, you know, we can empathize with. I There's, like, this show, I've mentioned it before, it's called Insecure, where there are these, you know, two girls in their late 20s in L.A., and they're, like, she's also telling me the show Broad City, that's <laughs> also very similar, very real, two girls in New York. <laughs> so I, I feel like... In a lot of ways, if I were to come up with a show about two daisy girls, it would be about us because the things, the stories that we have in our lives are just too real and are too entertaining at times as well. Like, I don't know. I could make a show off of it. Just our personalities are just so different, but yet we're like friends and the, you know, situations. We like complement each other. Yeah. As I was going to say, we're like daisy queens. (laughs) breaking the norms of what we need to do we're being bold but at the same time this she was telling me this earlier like you know even though we we think we're being bold and really badass and like you know paving paths for the future brown girls <laughs> like this is something normal for any other person but i guess for our community and our culture it seems as if you know you know something that or I guess our parents couldn't do at their time. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I can kind of understand where they're coming from, right? Like yes. India is like super populated. Um, they, you know, it, it, it is very like, um, I feel like it has to be cutthroat because there are so many people, right? If you... Yeah. Supply demand. Yeah, if you, if you don't take 
uh, every opportunity that's presented to you, then like there are there are like a million people that like literally a million people that will billion, like take actually. take your take your place. Yeah, um, and so you have to like work hard and um, make use of every opportunity. And I'm you know at times it's it it's it's a lot of pressure and it it. Um, it feels like too much and it's like, oh, why do you have to like be so risk averse and like, why do you have to worry so much? But I can kind of understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, I, I see that a lot now, like all these new um, up and coming comedians talking about their parents. I'm like, yeah, I get that. Like, yeah. I understand where you're coming from. It's like very similar. Yeah. They're all paranoid, you know, it's yeah. just like part of it. Well, it's nice to see, I guess that like, our experience in that way being represented in in media now right like yeah. it's kind of like in the mainstream where like Hasan Minhaj will be talking about I his know. parents and, and like, he's from on, da- yeah. Davis which That's is true. where we're from so it just like makes more sense yeah um yeah it's it's cool to see like um it's you know he's his show is on Netflix like everybody watches it yeah um, I mean maybe mostly brown people watch it but <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> but you went and saw the show that if you see the show there's only brown people there. that's true it's mostly brown people but still no it's like that's what we needed we needed that person to like I guess it's just one it's it gives us a way to talk about it freely which is why I kind of wanted to bring you on because mm. well yeah because I think your experiences I was thinking are you the first brown person I was like no you're the second person uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but you're, yeah uh, but yeah because you can really I don't know we, we 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 empathize what we say like some of our stories that she talks about especially communication with our family and our parents is just something that we struggle with I in particular do but Shruti has has yeah i don't know she's done a really good job like i admire her for like the initiatives <laughs> that she takes but as she said i think she's she's very i don't know what was i gonna say like emotion her eq is very high oh thank you i don't know maybe that it seems like that on the outside but inside i'm a mess <laughs> oh man we all are but no but yeah um how do you feel like your communication has how did you bridge that? Like, tell with us. my parents. Yes, I think uh, I like I said earlier. Like, um, I, I I feel like growing up, I I was like a very I was like the a very obedient child. And then you became a rebel. Well, a little <laughs> bit. A <laughs> little. Bit. Um, no, like growing up, I was like a very obedient child. Like I uh, did whatever my parents asked me to, um, but I always like felt like there was a lot of pressure. Like they were putting a lot of pressure on me. And, um, but then I realized at some point that, um, actually it was, you know, they, you know, put some pressure on me, but like a lot of it, I was just putting on myself. Mm. Um, and there were also, and yeah, I guess like once I realized that I, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be so like hard yeah. on them. And yeah. I like, you started saying stuff. Yeah. I like started like, I guess, opening up more opening to them. Opening up. That's yeah. the word. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also think. I got to a level where like they couldn't say anything back yeah. to me, right? Like I remember once um, I I wanted to pier like, get a cartilage piercing, yeah. and I like asked my mom, or I don't know if I really even asked her. I just like told her via email for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's another <laughs> thing. All your communications are via email. No, no, some of them, some, some of them, them. Some or sometimes <laughs> over text. But yeah, I like for, I don't know for some, or maybe she sent me an email. I can't remember, but 
um, yeah, she's like, why are you doing this? Like, what will people think? Like, that's not, you know, that's not yeah. a proper, a good girl doesn't, like, get cartilage piercings and all this stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I... I have a good job, like, I'm in college, I'm studying engineering, like, I just want to get my ears pierced, like, this is nothing, like, you know, that bad, and after that, she was like, well, I guess you have a point. <laughs> I think I'd already gotten my ear pierced yeah. by the time she got back to me, though, yeah, so, that's, sorry. My mom just saw my ear and was like, oh, how did this happen? Krithi, though, my younger sister, she, like, like she got her ears pierced without telling them, like, her cartilage pierced, and she, like, hid it from them for, like, a year or something. <laughs> But, uh, yeah uh, yeah i think like with my parents um i think i also uh it 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 ties into like cultural identity and like how i think i've always kind of struggled with like my indian american identity and like yeah. which am i like because i think growing up um my parents were they put a lot of emphasis on like teaching us about indian culture and like hinduism and like mm-hmm. carnatic music like you know I only ever listened to, like, American music when I was with you. Otherwise, we'd listen to, like, Carnatic music <laughs> yeah, or, virgin. like, you know, like, 90s or 2000s yeah. Bollywood, which yeah. is fine. Yeah, it was great yeah. music. But, like, um, yeah, I don't think I even knew who the Beatles were until maybe, like, middle school or high school or something. And I always felt like, um, yeah, I always kind of resented them for, like, it felt like they were, like, really – it felt like I had to be Indian um, and give up, like, being American. Like, I felt like I was too Indian. And you were, I like, confused, really... Stacey. I guess. I, like, I, I hated that term. I but, know like, I hate that term, but I'm the definition. I'm, the, I'm a capital C. I don't think I am anymore, though. You're not? No. I Why think, do you say that? How, I, what I th- changed? I think for a long time. Yeah, like, for the longest time, I, I felt like I was too Indian, and it was, like, at the expense of being American. Um, and... And, and and I think, like, for a while, I, like, went completely in the other direction. Like, in, in college, I, like, tried to – well, I tried to not be part of, like, in like you know, Indian associations or anything, and then I um, got sucked into it. Um, I was, Same. like, on the board yeah. for uh, an Indian association. And then I started, like, a South Asian a cappella group. Um, so even though I, like, tried to, you know, be away from yeah. it, I, it came back to me. And, like, um, yeah, I think it's something that I, like, really tried to – like suppress for a little while just because I felt like growing up I was like too Indian Mm -hmm. um and actually there was once when I like had gone for an interview and um the it was like um it was a it was a very intense interview process like it was a whole uh whole day of interviews um full day of like group interviews and then there would be like a panel of judges like watching you and like seeing how you interact and like they give you a challenge right and like see and like you know me being me i was like i'm not gonna fight to be like the loudest person in the room or like take control like if i have something important to say i'll say it but otherwise i'm not gonna i'm gonna we both are librans by the way (laughs) so that (laughs) right we need to maintain the balance balance. (laughs) she's one year and two days younger than me (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 27, 29. Fun fact. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. Um, yeah, and then uh, at the end of the day, you have, like, a one on, like, six interview, I guess. Like, the mm. people who are watching you will, like, ask you questions, and it's just you in the room by yourself. And while I was talking, they were like, oh, like, what happened? Like, you were so quiet during the interviews, and, like, now you're, like, super, like, well-spoken and articulate. Um, and one of the one of the interviewers, and he was, like, this, you know, old white man and he was like is it is it because of your culture um 
like are you like um you know were you taught to be like subdued and like said, not talk much you should have said no i'm just a libra <laughs> <laughs> i should have yeah no 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 i should have no that's the thing i should have yeah. stood up for myself but yeah after that i was like i, I was kind of like yeah i guess so yeah and then i remember i like went home uh my like parents picked me up and i went home and just like burst into tears and just got really angry at them i was like you did this to me like you made me like this like you always told me to be like the mm -hmm. quiet indian girl like you never let me like you know do the things that i wanted to do and like now like i could i couldn't get this job um i um yeah i like exploded on them and i, I still feel really bad about that because you know like they they did the best that they could they like came to a new country um and they um you know they uh, they had just they had different constraints and i have different constraints now and they they did the best that they could and yeah for the longest time i i i feel like i tried to suppress the indian part of me um but then realized that like um well one like i felt like you know the the past is like the past is integral to who you are but like doesn't define who you can be yes right <laughs> quotes <laughs> <laughs> um and I, f I realized that i was kind of using this like culture thing as like a crutch mm. um and i instead of like going out and doing the things that i wanted to do because i was too scared right uh, it's not about how i grew up or like you know what my uh, parents told me not yet to do or not to do um or like you know the pressures that i felt from my community or something it was just because i was scared to like do the things that i wanted to do and i was using this like cultural um yeah this cultural identity thing as a as a crutch um mm. and then i was like you know what i'm just gonna go do what I want to do and then um yeah and then figure it out mm -hmm. and now I feel like I'm, I've been I've been kind Come of to your own yeah and like I'm kind of coming back to my roots where I, yeah. you know, I like really like you want to embrace Bilgu, it and yeah, like, I, yeah I like you know want to sing again and like dance again and do all the stuff I see that happening with a lot of people as we grow older um for me in particular I think it's important that we you know meet, talk to people and meet people from different backgrounds or cultures and stuff but i think we use our culture as a representative to uh, almost like a superpower so even now when i'm learning something like a hip-hop mm -hmm. i miss i'm so glad my parents put me into Bharatanatyam, which i probably disliked at that time but mm -hmm. i'm glad i did that because that's the roots that i can use and um, incorporate it with something like mm -hmm. hip-hop um, or understand it on some levels so yeah i i totally get what you're saying when you say that you want to embrace it more and obviously you want to embrace your family and spend yeah. more time with them i've yeah. seen that too and yeah I yeah i think that. i think my yeah i think my parents have gotten a lot cooler recently yeah they go hiking <laughs> i and know stuff. they like did this like two-week trip in nepal and yeah like, yeah i'm like where was this growing up <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like why did we do this turning to like my my previous guest chemo he was like yeah, they, that's what they do as a family is they do hiking. Mm. That's their family bonding. So your parents have turned into that. Yeah, it's, like, it's awesome, though. I mean, it's like healthy and like they're keeping occupied, which means that they're not, you know, calling uh, my sister and I all the time. I so know. No, it's good. It's good for them. Yeah, I remember Shruti once told me the time she told her parents that she started drinking. That was like so funny oh, <laughs> because yeah. I'm so scared about telling anything to my parents let alone about like what I do, if I'm taking a class, if I'm like drinking, not drinking. <laughs> but 
like I don't know. Jyoti was like, yeah, I told one parent, but the parent was like, no, don't tell the other parent. She says it better, but it's it's just I don't know. It's such a funny story. <laughs> well, it took me. I don't know. It, it seems like such a. I feel like most people would be like, it's such a trivial thing. Like, why would you not tell your parents that you drink? But like, my parents don't drink, and it was like a a big deal. Like, I think my you know mom figured it out at some point, and um, I actually I was like walking home from work one day like in New York right and she calls me she's like Shruti I just saw this like article on NPR about how people in New York are doing drugs and dying it's always an article it's always an article I don't know who your friends are like what are you doing with your time um (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) and she's like you know you're so far away I don't know who you're hanging out with or what you're doing and I'm like no like if I you know like I'm fine yeah 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 (laughs) um but yeah, and then sh- and then she said something about like drinking, and I like I didn't deny it. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and then she was like, okay, don't don't tell your dad. Like he's gonna be upset. Or no, she was like, um, you tell your dad. Like I don't want to tell him. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then a couple years later, actually. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, because I again I just I wanted to get to a place where you'd be comfortable telling them. Yeah, and like they couldn't say anything to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I could be like, look, I have a. I have a stable job. I have savings. I like. I'm. I'm. I'm a good person. Otherwise, you know, like, because I, I. I feel like, um, because they don't drink and like they grew up in this culture where it's seen as a bad thing. Like, um, they were like, oh, if you drink, that means you're like a bad person, or there. There's just like all this negativity associated with it. So I wanted to, uh, be able to say like, look yeah okay you know i drink sometimes but like that's it's not like i'm an alcoholic or anything like it's just a social thing that i do sometimes um and i'm still a good person or i like to think i'm a good person oh oh, yeah my dad i mean my dad was basically like oh you know that's not in our culture like brahmins don't drink and like and then good for people well yeah i was like you know being a brahmin or like you know hinduism is about like being a good person and like helping other people And um, it's not about like whether you drink or like what you you know it's like who how how you um, how you interact with people like whether you're kind to other mm. people whether like you show them respect like are you um, do you um, I don't know this is my interpretation right yeah. it's it's about like how you interact with people like are you uh, do you show them compassion and kindness and respect and like that's that's what's more important it's yeah not, it's whether not whether you like drink or not and he was like okay i guess that's a good point <laughs> just be just be responsible don't do stupid things <laughs> and don't tell your mom oh yeah yeah that's the other thing he's like oh, your mom will be really expect uh, uh, mom will be really um <laughs> upset like don't tell her like we'll figure you know we'll sit together and like you know think about how to tell her calmly <laughs> and then i was like oh uh, uh oh, well, she, already knows. she already knows i guess <laughs> But yeah, now they both know. So, but they don't know that they. I don't think they've told each other. No, I think they. I think they. I'm sure they both know. They both know. The other person knows. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was like I don't know. It was like I remember I told my friends. I was like, guys, I just told my parents that I drink. They're like, you're 24. Like what? (laughs) It was like a big, big deal. Big. It was a big relief, honestly, because I. I felt like I was living a double life in some ways where mm. I was one person when I was like by myself and I was like a completely different person when I was with my parents and I've been trying to I want to be able to like bridge that gap and like be a whole person you know with them and like yeah. all the time yeah. yeah yeah it's it's going to be tricky I think we all have like different sides to us but you want to keep it as real as possible so mm-hmm. I like that 
Um, before we get to our final questions, mm -hmm. I have one question. One question is that um, you have a younger sister, Kuti, and mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like all the stuff that you're saying. Um, if you were to tell it to like your younger sister or anyone who's like trying to figure out life, mm -hmm. like what is the tutti frutti ism that you would give <laughs> to them about navigating life? Uh, as a desi, confused desi queen <laughs> or king um that's a big question i know yeah loaded i mean i would say i mean what i wish wish i had known as a um mm -hmm. growing up i guess is like don't be so hard on yourself um because i think i was always really worried about um whether i was doing the right thing or not or like how other people would perceive me um and i would just get like stuck in my own head <laughs> yeah. and i realized that like well the main thing i realized is like people are like so self-absorbed that like they really they literally won't care what you do like you can you can do what you want and like people are so worried about themselves that they you know they're not actually paying as much attention to you as you think you are like mm -hmm. you're not that important <laughs> yeah um and yeah so like and the other things yeah just like don't be so hard on yourself and um I think finding uh wait what's the question again about young brown children young brown children <laughs> um no i i said kruti in general because i know that when kruti was you know born shruti was like the younger mother of her like taking <laughs> care of her and i think she really was that role model for her and now it's funny how the roles have kind of reversed. That's true. She is like way more mature than, <laughs> than me in some you know, ways. But so maybe she's not the person that you should be giving advice to. I think she'll be giving you the advice. I've tried to give her advice so many times. She listens to me maybe thirty percent of the yeah. time. <laughs> that means Pretty. you're going that means you're you're <laughs> the elder sibling, all right. But any yeah, any young brown person or any young person in general well yeah i think i think that's, I think the that's main what you thing. said yeah, yeah i like that that's be, a solid answer yeah like people are people aren't paying as much attention to you as you yeah think they are so just be okay with doing yeah, your own you're thing not a big deal yeah sometimes i feel deal. like i'm the most unique person and shruti is like no you're not no actually well that that was a separate conversation <laughs> that was, that was about con like you know Feeling lonely and like that kind of stuff. No, you no, know, no. Even in New York, in the city with like eight million people, it's like you know surprisingly easy to feel lonely sometimes. Wow, facts. I don't know. Just like <laughs> I don't know. Read anything about New York and it'll confirm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's a separate conversation. <laughs> like New York, I love you. But nah. you're bringing me down. <laughs> yeah. City sound system. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but you still want to live there. Um, okay, so we'll do the question, ah. the 36 questions that lead to love, which is, we've done this all the time. You've listened to this show, so you know what it is. We're not going to fall in love, but we already <laughs> are. All right, how does okay, this work? Okay, what's, you know how it works. I like, oh, you've yeah. seen the show, you've heard the show. It's basically, you choose a number and okay. then I ask you a question. So choose a number from 1 to 36. Okay, um, 33. <laughs> okay, if you were to die... This evening, with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? Mm. It's deep. I died today. Um, <laughs> just thinking of all the important people in my life. Actually, I don't. I feel like I. I try. I try to do. A, um, I. Tr 
I try to tell people how I feel about them. Um, I don't know. I like. I I feel like I realized early on how precious this is gonna sound. Yeah, you know, how precious life is and how things can change so unexpectedly. And so, actually, I think I was early in college. Um, I heard about um, some guy I went to middle school with. He like um, just like randomly died. Um, mm -hmm. And for some reason, it like hit me really hard. Even though like it's not like we kept in touch. Like I, you know, I we went to middle school together, and then after that, I never saw him again. But like he was somebody who. Um, whenever you saw him he had like a huge smile on his face like without fail yeah um and after he died like they set up a facebook page for him and like all these people were writing like really really nice things about him and i was like you know debating whether i should even say anything because i was like i'm just this rando um who you know had had nothing to do with his life for the past 10 years but he had had like a really like profound effect on me because he was just always such a happy person yeah. and it was like such a shock to think that he was just gone yeah you know um and i remember thinking looking at that page i'm like wow people are saying like such like beautiful nice things about him um and it's a shame that he's not alive to see it like he would i'm sh like how amazing would it have been for him to hear all those things while he was still alive yeah right and that like really really had an effect on me and like after that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, like, the people that I, I'm going to try to show my appreciation for people more and, like, tell people how I feel so that, um, especially if it's, like, positive things, right? Like, why, why sh I, I feel like the world would be so much better if we were all just, like, a little more kinder to each other, mm -hmm. if we just, like, said how mm -hmm. we felt. Um, so, actually, I feel like I, um, I, I, th I think I've, you know, I've told everybody what I've wanted to say. Yeah. I don't think I'd but have any regrets. Yeah. I think that's a valid point is when you're saying something kind to someone, you're not losing anything by saying exactly. that. So yeah. So I might as well say. I mean, maybe it'll it'll feel a little bit awkward because, like, we're not used to saying yes. that. But, like, I think especially, people... Especially... People, yeah. Especially what? Uh, like, yeah, I think that's, that's again, the culture thing, too, so to a large degree. Mm, mm -hmm. But... I think that doesn't give us any excuse. And I think I've grown to be better at that, whether it's in person or if it's virtually like a message or social media or something like that. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a very um, profound anecdote right there. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so before we wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to share or if not, do you have any future plans? future plans i know you're also pat she's also a really great singer oh, by the way yeah yeah but like okay that was just random fact like, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if she has like future plans with that but any other future maybe actually yes. honestly I'd, ideally like i'd love to moonlight as like a a, a singer in a bar or you something can do that in new york but also there are so many other like legit musicians that are also trying to do just that go for an open mic night I, yeah. You've I done that. I've right? done that, yeah. yeah, I've yeah. Done that a Just keep times. doing that. I know. That's good enough. You'll get more confidence and someone will come and like scout Discover you me. and say, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think I'd want to be a, a musician full time. I think yeah. that'd be too much. Just I think I'd start to hate it. it. But, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to, you know, keep my day job as an engineer and then like so, sing at night. Yeah. It's so fun. That's what they say. Um, engineer by day, creative being or you say creative genius or creative <laughs> being by night not a genius creative being by night <laughs> but yeah but any other like future plans other than that um or do, do you want to share anything that i forgot to 
mention? No. <laughs> Covered everything on the table. <laughs> well, I mean, there's lots of things, lots more things we could talk about. Okay. I mean, we could probably have a, a podcast episode for like 10 hours if you wanted to. But Yeah. <laughs> we, we could talk for a very long time. When we do, I call that a live podcast, <laughs> but except no one listens to it. We're listening to it. Yes. While we're talking. <laughs> yes, we are listening to it. But um, yeah, it. well, if not, then thank you so much. Thank Ruthie. you for having me. Yes, I'm so glad we made this happen. Um, yeah, uh, if anyone wants to follow her or get her, she's not much a big on social media. <laughs> no, she's like, kidding. you can't. <laughs> You can, I was like, follow her on LinkedIn. No, uh, she has a, <laughs> she have a LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's not, like, most of the times I'll be like, I'll uh, add you on Instagram, um, put them in the description. But I think she's on Twitter. So on Twitter. are you active on Twitter? Sometimes. Okay. I mostly post about work things. Okay. Like, okay. Cool. <laughs> if you want to follow her work related or passionate things about, the world follow her on twitter I'll, i think it's tutti fruity shruti yeah so i'll, I'll link With it two in the t's and then one t and one t yeah i'll link it sometimes i'll tag you on an instagram post and just put at tutti fruity oh really <laughs> but you're not even on actually it's funny because krithi is always the one that shows me like oh did you see like here's seema's newest like instagram post <laughs> I know. And i'm like oh thanks yeah you're in it um yeah i'll share the information below uh, she's really cool and if you're in new york she'll show you around <laughs> that's so random she won't do that maybe she will depends on how nice you are T- tell them that sushi would see my sent you and she will sure yeah <laughs> discount code that's the sponsorship i'm getting um and if you guys like this podcast always make sure to like subscribe share i saw a lot of end of the year things coming up on spotify with my podcast featured oh, yeah. in it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. You, yeah, your podcast yeah. was my most listened yes. to podcast. Yes, I was very touched by that. So please continue to let me know if you like it and listen to it because it means a lot. That's what I do. So thank you, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Good night. Good night. Or maybe good morning. I don't know. Yeah, Depends on where you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah.